well, that was happy, surprisingly disappointing. Happy birthday. Nothing even came out. Oh, that's hang on. Oh, well. well, actually, no, it's not really, is it, with you? I've got... Shut up. <laughs> I've got 50 of them here. Hang on. Let's try this one. Evening, all. Hey. Birthday wonderfulness. Oh, look. Some, uh, the few, few people missed me blowing out the Nofo branded candle. A bit again. Ah. There it is. Happy birthday. Hey. Happy birthday. Thanks, everyone. I got, Make a wish. I've got this disappointingly less noisy thing. Oh, that's wonderful. Marvellous. It's, 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 it's a tactical party blower. It is. It's super stealthy. <laughs> super stealthy party blower. But perhaps you could get some bits of... get um, Get Silly Gilly to put a bit of raffia around it, and you could just lay on your back and erect some foliage for cover. Oh, I'll tell you what, you need a little uh, mirror on the end, so it'll be like a little <laughs> tactical mirror. <laughs> yeah, just peeking around corners. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody, doing? and welcome to our birthday episode. Mike, you remind us of the dollar. I did just think that. As always, I, I might not wear this the whole time because um, mm. it does yeah. look a little bit titty. Um, could be, yeah, I see Madonna, and I also see um, Maleficent as well. I reckon, you'd, I reckon you could pass for a good Panto Dame Maleficent. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, I'm glad that this is going well so far. Um, <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hi, I'm going to go through the list quickly because everyone's jumped on almost straight away. So hi, Octo, Les, Nick, Damien, Danny, Sherwood, uh, Fresh Me, Paulus Wales. I'm still not getting that name right. Andy, Gareth, Paulus Wales back again. Rage, Harry, <laughs> Andrew, Nick, Octo, Andrew, David, Paulus Wales, James, Harry, and Josie. Josie, by Lovely the way, um, Josie, Josie Fiend, um, she actually produced our logo. So a little bit of a shout out to her. Ah, thank you very much, Josie. Yes, much appreciated. Good stuff. Uh, I want to eat this Mike, cake now. It feels lovely. in distress. <laughs> more like a bellboy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, I can't really get. I was trying to find so genuinely they don't make the end of it and the hat. They don't make well, these in multicam. I was very disappointed about that. Ooh. Yours is yours is quite fancy. Mine's quite. I've got a bit of fluff on the end of it though, and my strings yeah. come off. But the hat's also got some fluff on it as well. There we go. The things, we go to, the things we go to to make the this levels, episode relevant. The levels, eh? I mean, the money we pour into props for this episode <laughs> yeah, is no. unbelievable. Well, I've got I've Serious. got another forty-eight of these party poppers, so who knows what's going to happen? Can you can you sort of episode. can you whittle sort of three or four of them together and give us a big old boom at the end? Oh, maybe. I know, I've got big, to be careful because I've also got a sleeping baby next door. A, a big extravaganza. Uh, and um, for those that know me, I don't really cope well with things like towards my face, so I flinch quite a lot. Um, I've noticed that as well, actually, with your milk. When, you, you when I like sit it. on a train, I can't sit near the window because if I see a tree coming, I'll flinch out of the way. It's a bit odd. Um, okay, so this this is three, yeah? Go on then. Uh, oh, ow. that's that, oh, that, that, that picture's definitely going to end up on the mic appreciation group. <laughs> that image of your face, like, there's going to yeah. be all sorts of memes are going to come from that. Oh, I've <laughs> just covered the entire desk in stuff. Hang on. <laughs> Right, cool. Have you got your birthday cake? Is everyone? I don't know if everyone in the chat's got a cake as well. Um, Lance has gone traditional cake. I've got well, yeah, traditional in the sense of it's Jamaican ginger cake. So yes, well, I've gone. I've gone with a cinnamon MRE cinnamon bun. There we um, go. Which I'm actually quite pleased to inform. This is best before 2022, so it's actually in date. Yeah, it's best before. Doesn't mean it's not good for after that. It's no, it's yeah, I can't even open. You've it. got a good 20 years in that, mate. Yeah. 
There we go. So I don't know if it's bad luck to keep lighting the same birthday candle and blowing it back out. I haven't got. I haven't got a candle. Oh. See, I even, I even, I even rummaged through the kitchen drawer and found an orange one with black spots on it. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Mm, Yummy. I'll have a little bite of mine. I'll save the rest of that for later because it's excellent podcasting to sit here and eat during the episode. Mm, Wonderful. Um, Have you got any party fizz? I've got some party fizz. I've got a a Vive Orange Zero Sugar. This is literally, people have joined us. People have joined us with the premise that we're going to be giving away some treats and stuff like that. And all we're sitting here doing is just discussing what we're eating and drinking. Mm. There's old ginger cake. That's quite, quite sticky. I've got some tea. lemonade. Mm. Anyway, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. So for Very those um, for those that are joining us uh, and are wondering what the hell is going on, um, November Foxtrot started a year ago. Uh, our birthday is actually the 1st of October, um, but this was the closest episode that we could get to that. Yep. Um, and yeah, so thank you ever so much for joining us. Um, all those people that have supported us throughout the year. Uh, the last year it's been uh really helpful it's been it has good. been it's been it's fun been good. um for those regulars you know we obviously you know in we utilize a lot of your questions to make the show what it is so um mm. without you guys it's probably not worth so please work on better questions yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's frozen oh. no i'm back i'm back I didn't get the, what, didn't get the internet there. fixed for the party then no no i can't i tried i've mains wired it now so it's actually connected <laughs> yeah. into the router I, but um... I, I was gonna get the internet fixed but i blew the budget on party hats so I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh sherwood said it should be a cake eating asmr episode i don't think anybody wants that <laughs> no, no, no no nobody wants to see that it's horrendous <laughs> so right cool uh, Gareth said, "Sorry, I'm just I'm enjoying the comments. Like everyone's like really enthusiastic. I just covered my desk and stuff. I've heard that a lot before. Mm, yeah, funny enough, Gareth, he's wearing the same hats as well at that time. They're <laughs> <laughs> Mike. They're Mike's special alone hats. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually brilliant camouflage, by the way, for when you go airsofting because um, people look at you and feel sympathy and don't want to shoot you. Yeah. Uh, so you know, top tip for when you're in the field." That's it, exactly that. Yeah, the, the uh, Mike's, my, mine and Mike's uh, 2022 urban loadout. Start off. Here it is. <laughs> I think someone actually did mention. Oh, yeah, Gareth again in the comments there. Lance, that needs to be your part of your next Civi Pop loadout. There oh, there you go. go then. It will be, mate. It should make an appearance. No worries. And <laughs> um, Paulus, Paulus Wales. Uh, don't worry, I'll change my YouTube name by Deepol so it's easy to pronounce. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Jade, yes, they are tactical party hats. So. Absolutely, they are. Yeah. Cool. cool. Right. So we do have some prizes to give away this episode. Uh, we're being very generous, and we've also got some lovely friends out there who have donated some stuff for us to give away. They have indeed. Uh, Lance, I'll let you go through. Are we, uh, in no particular order, we're just going to yeah, show, just, show, just show the, the prizes. prizes first, and then we can we can explain how to win them. Okay, right. Well, I've got a bit of spiel on my phone in front of me, just so I don't cock it up. But okay, right. So this is the nearest prize I've got to me. So I'm going to show that first. Now, this is the Conus Pro AS 34, um, two to six times 28 tactical scope. Um, loads of bells and whistles on it. Um, I'll give you a quick technical spiel, shall I? Waterproof, fogproof, shockproof, dry, nitrogen filled, wide angle, fast focus ocular, fully multi coated optics, engraved reticle in the second focal plane with red and green illumination. Looking uh, tactical turrets, uh, sorry, locking tactical turrets, um, uh, resettable to zero, dual illuminator, which uh, switch with five brightness settings, 34 millimeter diamond tube, illuminated level bubble, precision one core MOA adjustments. So it's got tons of gear on it and it's fast focus as well for, for quicker moving targets, which is sort of like um, we're sort of looking sort of DMR territory here, I think, with this one, chaps. 
things like that. But I'll, so I'll give you a quick sneak peek. Um, and this has kindly been uh, donated to us uh, from our friends over at Range Right. So we, we are very, very grateful for them. These are available. Um, what you'd have to do if you are interested, who, who, if you don't win it, basically, and you, but you, you are interested in one of these, if you contact uh, Range Right Limited, go to their website, which is a .co.uk, and they've got like an inquiry form you can fill in and they will send you your nearest stockist of this particular scope. Um, so they can put you, let them know where you're from in the country and they will put you in touch with the... Uh, with your nearest stockist so there here it is so that's the conus tactical scope it's got picketing your rails on the left right and top so you can add ir illuminators torches bits and bobs it is a lovely bit of kit i mean it fills the bollocks it really does obviously lens cap protectors either end and there she is so we yeah, envious very great great that is a lovely bit of kit mate <laughs> it really is you've got controls on the top there so for your uh Illumination settings, brightness to darker. Um, you've got your uh, focus in there on the sides. So there, yep. So that's one prize that we've uh, that's been kindly donated to us. So we're very, very grateful for that. That is the uh, what was that? I don't know it was the Conus <laughs> Tactical. Said, have I joined an episode of Bullseye? Look at what you could have won. No, Harry, you can still win this. Oh, this look, you, look, you've won yourself this a brand. Is, it's a mustard colour box all over. All up for grabs. All up for grabs. This now. Look at this now. Right, so that's that there. Uh, no, up you might next have to adjust is... your camera settings in a little bit, Lance, because you are phasing in and out. You look like you're on a teleporter on Star Trek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, have I got a bit, have, am I, do I need to go a little bit brighter, perhaps? Uh, possibly. Or, I don't know. I think it's don't worry about it for the moment. Well. Keep going, and then just okay. you got them. So up next, we've got the Kona Small Two, and this is the uh, this is the seven times seventeen by thirty zoom monocular. Uh, again, that's been donated to us by Range Right. Um, comes in a nice little tidy little carry pouch um, with a cloth and strap and bits and bobs like that. Um, I don't want to get it all out because it's been obviously brand new, it's fully wrapped up. So, but this is a wicked little recce tool if you're laying up. So there's your little conus monocular there, nice and small. You can actually mount that onto a uh, onto a tripod or a bipod or whatnot, and leave it sort of in place so you can just get eyes on now and again. Obviously, it comes with lens covers and that for the protection. But yeah, lovely, great little bit of kit, nice and lightweight, very very durable. So that's the um, that's the number two prize. I'm not saying there's a first, second, and third prize. That's just. <laughs> two of three, shall I say? We'll put that back in there. And last but not least is a Swiss Arms uh, rifle um, scabbard or case, padded case. So you've got enough in there for. I think it's. Um, I think it's meant for the Famas sort of size. So you can easily do an M4 or carbine M4. You can do MP5. It's got two wallets in there. And interesting with this one is that the actual outer pocket is also outer padded as well. Sometimes it's just the normal material. So you've actually That's got sort of a dual pad or... in there. Yeah, yeah, anything. You could get another, like a very uh, MP7 sort of size or a Scorpion, mm -hmm. anything like that in there. So, yeah, you've got a brand new um, Swiss Arms gun bag as well out for grabs. So that's the prize number three. And I'm going to have to reach for prize number four. Give me a second. That's right, what I do. So Gareth says, but Lance, how can we win these amazing prizes? So there will be four I questions really that we will go... I sat down, but I thought, no, well, that's fine. <laughs> so this has been kindly oh, donated to He can't actually hear me. Um, he's the one and only fresh meat. Um, brand new, and this is, I believe, I need to move over this way a little bit, a South African OD Green um, assault vest. Brand new, never been used. Um, it comes with a multitude of pouches on it. You've got M4 mag pouches. You've got, you've got um, ball grenade pouches there. You've got a couple of utility pouches on the front. It's got a big pouch on the back for a camelback to go in. I believe a secondary pouch down the bottom. So you've got the two on the back. Fully adjustable. Wicked bit of kit. I mean, the, the, the webbing and, and what's been used on it. Material it feels super strong, so yeah, we're very grateful to uh 
to uh, Fresh Meat, Mr. Rapson, uh, Podge56 on Instagram for mm -hmm. donating this to us. So, um, yeah, and that's uh, prize number four or four for our uh, birthday giveaway. So, yeah, all up for grabs, ladies and gents. All up for grabs. Lovely. So, uh, while you while you left the, the mic, obviously you couldn't hear what I was saying. Uh, Gareth said, but Lance, how can we win these amazing prizes? Uh, well, so there's four Gareth. questions that we're going to ask uh, throughout the episode. <laughs> um, so they generally run... Uh, the questions are generally based on previous episodes, and some of you may have to go back to kind of get the answers. Um, so whether we thought this through or not, in that you may all just leave this episode and go and watch some previous stuff, um, might not be ideal, but we'll run with it. Um, so throughout the episode, we're going to do some general questions to you guys, and then whoever gets the answer first, types it in the chat, and they will win the prize. Lovely. Cool. Right, so... This is obviously a Q&A. Uh, let me just make us equal again, because I feel like you're a little weird sidekick otherwise. There we go. Um, Nothing wrong with that at all. So the first <laughs> question I've got, um, there's there's one that's come in. Um, about oh, right, going straight into it. Wow, balls out. Yeah, yeah I thought, you know, we'll, we'll, both, we'll both straight into them. Um, so the first question I've got is, how much is too much information for an event? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant the first question that people have got to answer for the prize. Oh, no, 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 no. no this, I thought we'd get to the Q&A. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, how much is too much information for a Q&A, uh, a Milsim event? So um, I'm I'm attending a number of events in the next few weeks, uh, and I know that you've had some events recently, Lance, where we've had a bit of a chat sort of off camera, and, we, and it's sort of been like, you know, it's cool, it's really good to get loads of info, but you feel like you're getting briefings maybe... I don't know, say once a week for an event that you're attending, yeah. and then you've got four events booked. So you've actually got four kind of posts, and then you're in groups and team chats and stuff like that. And it's an interesting one on how like, how can you deal with that? Because I, I find that I can't keep up to date with all the information coming out. I don't know about you. I Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I really struggle with um, sort of – you get a couple of events booked up. Maybe, like, maybe they could be a month apart on that. But um... – Nine times out of ten, you're going to be put into these sort of like Facebook teams, and then there might be a WhatsApp chat, and then there might be this, and there might be another platform to get to. Then you'll get emails of briefings and things like that. And what I find is that sometimes it just ends up becoming a sort of blur, especially if you're on like a like a, if you do like a civic. I mean, if you've got individual teams, it's not as bad. But even then, I struggle. I mean, I've done an event where I've been Pop, I've done a NATO event, a PMC event, and they've all been quite close together and it's like the storylines are bird across each other and you sort of don't know whether you're sort of coming or going. And especially mm. with, like, with some sites have got different rule sets and that. So, I mean, for me, I think it's great that companies um, dish out all this all this um, helpful like intel and that leading up to an event. But I've, I've found myself sometimes being a bit overwhelmed by it all and thinking, I'm not going to read all this. There's no way I'm going to read all this. Not when I've got another two as well and I need to understand all them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what? Yeah. Sorry, um, Andy Bob has just sideswiped me completely. Uh, I've got to show you this. He's just sent a message to the chat and going, Hey, Mike, just check the NoFo email quickly. And he's literally just sent this. Oh, you can't see it. Hang on. Ah, uh, what have I done? <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. But thanks, Andy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah sorry um oh i got completely sidetracked uh yeah so yeah you're right this is the thing i mean you know i mean octo joined us in the chat octo's brilliant for their storylines on events and things like that you know yeah and 
sometimes I just feel bad because I feel like I can't get as involved with it as I want to. Um, there's obviously like the uh, there's the offline games and stuff like that. Um, but there's there's one particular event that I'm, I'm attending in the near future that I'm finding it really tricky because it's just like there's just like updates. There's constant barrages of information and it's not an October event. Um, just just to clarify, I don't want to sound like I'm slating their events at all because I love your events. No, I mean, and I'm not um, slating the other events that I've attended, but just. Uh... I, I, I mean, for me personally, I'd sooner get a brief. If I could, if I could describe my ideal sort of info, I'd like on an event is obviously confirmation of booking on uh, dates, times, etc. Um, a little brief overview of the site, um, and then sort of like a little bit of backstory, a sort of brief description of what the events about, reason for being there, blah, you know, country or whatever it's going to be. Um, and then I, I personally, for me, is I'd sooner get a a fuller briefing once, once I'm at the event from the, the your main team leader of your op four or your NATO or blue four side, wherever it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? So I'd rather, I'd rather get sort of information once I'm on the ground. Just, I can't stop looking at those two apps you've got on. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to take them off because people are now flooding my Facebook chat with them. Um, <laughs> pictures of me in these hats. So that, that's going to have to change. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure taking, Oh, you got, you can leave one. No, on, no, okay, leave cool. on. I'm just going to go with the single one for the moment. We'll, uh, oh, no, that's much better. <laughs> got to be a jaunty angle as well. That's it. We we, we do exactly. like a, we do like a jaunty angle. <laughs> um. So yeah, but we'd be interested though if anyone else has got any thoughts on the whole amount of information that you get. Um, whack them in the chat because it'd be mm. it'd be sort of cool to get like a, a bit of a consensus from you guys. And yeah, girls. I mean whether it's um, just me and I just can't process that amount of information in one mm. go. I don't know. Maybe it is, but I'd sooner get like a brief, a summary um, prior to the event, and not so much of like all the groups and different this, that, and the other because. You, you, it ends up getting lost in translation, and then there's only so many messages in one sort of forum you can read before you then have to do something else for a few hours. You come back, and there's like 95 unread messages, and you're like, "What? Well, I've got yeah. other things to be doing. As much as I want to be involved with it, I, I can't physically dedicate time to just sitting there reading three different events, forums, and, and, and pages. You know, it's a nightmare. But um, mm. so for me personally, I'd sooner have like a brief description, join instructions, blah blah blah. And then get a full brief from like from the from your main team leader once your once your boots on the ground at the event sort of thing. For me personally, yeah. I, that's what I prefer to have. But you yeah. know, sometimes it's not uh, feasible. But ideally, oh, it yeah. helped me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Help me out. I think, loads. I think the one the one I find the hardest is when you've got trickling information. So mm. it's not even like um, you're having to take in. Say so, so for example, say. Um, I mean, like the the Legion events and Octo events, they do um, a lot of the kind of the, the proper storyline. And there was an article today that was posted up on one of the upcoming uh, Octo events. So I was really, I I was just loving how rash, um, like recently, re, 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 I can't talk this evening. I've clearly had my happy pills. Um, it was relevant. That's what I'm trying to say to the whole fuel crisis. So it's all about like the North Dong Dang, something like that. Um, and how they're sort of affecting the fuel crisis. And that was quite nice to read because it was like a little storyline and stuff like that. I quite like mm. things like that. But yeah, I find cool. it really hard to keep track of when there's like the rule set is being issued bit by bit. Yeah. Um, and there's and, know, and sort like, of like last minute changes and, you, and you, you've sort of managed yeah. to get the, the initial rule set nailed down. But then it's like, oh, we're going to do this. And it's just like, oh, fucking hell, what? So no, that changes to that. And it's, yeah, mm. it's a tough one. Because that, that I think just confuses things. Um, but... I think uh, for, me, you... for me, it's less is more. <laughs> yeah. I think from my point of view, that's what I, that's, no, that's what I want. <laughs> um, so there's a few comments in the chat. So uh, James from here, he says, BrickTech events have an event pack which has all the info in and then just a brief on the day. It's great. Yep, Sounds good cool. shout. Uh, Octo 8, uh, we engineer it so that different factions need to absorb different information. 
Uh, mm -hmm. So, for example, NATO as, of, as SF have to do the most absorption. That's quite cool. Uh, we have to cater for those players that only play, say, our meals every three months rather than a different game every couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, Andy says, I think keeping the information as little as possible and keep it mission related. So you have to learn or gain the information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Joe Jupe's come in with, why don't people blind people skydive to scare the shit out of their dogs? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Wah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Why, why people skydive to scare the shit out of Right, so the first question of the evening. Um, simple one. Uh, who was our guest on episode 24? Oh, who was our guest on episode 24? Do, do, are we waiting? Or are we going to just keep Well, I was going to wait. Away? I was going to be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Just, I know people are like hurriedly just going through like, oh, oh no. Oh. This is, this is, again, excellent podcasting as we sit here and wait for people to comment. <laughs> Come on, guys, uh, don't pick, let us down. You can pick Lance. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Mike from Legion, James McNeary. Mike from Legion, that is the correct answer. Well, uh, so, James, James, you have won tonight's first prize. Where's you have won tonight's first, first one. Yeah, the first <laughs> of the prizes we're giving away tonight, and you have won yourself, sir. Hey. Brand new rifle bag. We can get hey. two, two or three in there. Congratulations to you, mate. So that'll be uh, you go, James. Email us um, your address. Get in touch with the show, mate. Send us your email address. Uh, your email address. You can contact us at hotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is November Foxtrot nofo. Um, and whilst you can send us a message on YouTube if you really want to, it's www.youtube.com forward slash c forward slash November Foxtrot. There we go. Thanks, James. Well it's done. A, it's backpackable as well, mate. Shoulder strap as well. So you've got the best of both worlds there. And there she is. Swiss arms. Rifle nice. bag. For you, sir. Well done. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, right. Now, I had a question come in from uh, uh, Mr. Les Plain. Um, oh, yeah. So I will read the whole thing out. It said, oi, oi, mate, hope you were good. Uh, as you know, we were worried this weekend. Apocalypse for the first time, and I used a hammock. Oh, my fucking God. Friday night, I didn't sleep. It was so uncomfortable. But Saturday wasn't too bad. What's that thing called a uh, wobbly or what, whatever uh, it's called? How can I make it more comfortable? Help me, Mike. Your eye only hope. Oh, so, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike. Lance, I mean, obviously... If you want to add some more context in the chat, um, but let's just let's just very quickly break down hammock things again. Um, um, well, I mean, I'm guessing from him saying that he was uncomfortable in a hammock. Now, the only time I've ever been uncomfortable in a hammock is when, obviously, the first time I done it, set it up too low, and we are scraped the floor a little bit throughout the course of the of the night, where my tensioning straps has obviously sort of tensioned up, and the hammock slowly sunk. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think now. The other option is could be the tree's too close together, so the hammock's more veed. So he's actually sort of almost sitting up rather than being able to lay right back out. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Why would be why he would have been uncomfortable? That's the only reason I can think of was that the hammock was sitting too low, uh, or, or the trees that he had were too close together, and he was actually sinking into like a V rather than being able to lay out nice. I mean, when I set a hammock up, I make sure I can set it up almost horizontally at waist height. 
so I get my straps and around the tree, sort of like an eight-inch diameter tree at a minimum, just for the strength of the tree, basically. Um, get that set up both ends. I have my foot end of the hammock sitting slightly higher than my foot, my head end, so that um, when I'm asleep, I'm not actually going to overnight sort of slide down the hammock and end up like feet right up in the air. So I have my feet sitting up slightly higher just to keep that sort of tension there with my body when I'm laying out flat. Um, and like I said, set it up so it's when the hammock's sitting there freely hanging, once you set it up, make sure it's just sitting at waist height, like the middle of the hammock's waist height. And then when you sit on it, it'll actually pull the straps in taut because obviously you're adding your weight to the hammock. And then you should be golden then. You should be able to sit in it um, sideways, almost like an armchair. Be able to put your boots on, nice and comfortable, and then sit sit, sit your ass down into it, swing round, legs in. You shouldn't have any problems whatsoever. I mean, I've, I wouldn't say I had an uncomfortable sleep in a hammock before. It was... Um, it was just adjusting. It was a case of just adjusting it until I found, you know, watched a couple of videos, watched a couple of guys who like bushcrafters and wild campers doing things and uh, how they set them up and sort of gone down that route. And I thought, yeah, that works really, really well. You know, I'm super comfy now. So that's the only thing I can think of. Is it, is it too low or he's actually either had it set up too loose and it's sunk in a V or the trees have been too close together. Do you know what I mean? So you need to have it sort of a good bit. So I'm not sure what the minimum um, spacing for the trees that need to be apart. I mean, I'm going to say it's going to be at least sort of two and a half, three metres. I'm going to say yeah. three metres, I'd say, at a minimum. The trees need to be spaced apart um, for you to put it up properly. But, yeah. And like Andrew just said, they're lying diagonally across it as well. You can actually lay flat then if you go diagonal across it. And you can yeah. lay on your side, which is always a bonus. But, yeah, I've never had an uncomfortable the, night's um, sleep. The first hammock. time I slept in a hammock. So I did the diagonal trick. But then just in the night, clearly just... Uh, naturally moved around or whatever and ended up basically so that my body was like that shape um so my bum was really low and my legs were just permanently locked straight so i woke up in the morning and i couldn't actually move my knees because my knees had just spent the entire night almost over stretching um <laughs> which was actually no it was genuinely really painful um so Aww. oh there it is internet at its best a little bit of a tip for that is um, put like a jumper or something under your knees just in case. If, I mean, you know, diagonally is better, but if you if you do want to sleep at a bit of an angle, try and keep your legs a little bit bent mm. um, just because it stops that overstretching and overlocking. It's quite a little tip that I learned fairly early on. Yeah. Um, also making sure that the material of the hammock is pulled out around you as well. So you're not laying on a piece of hammock, which is essentially that wide on your back, like yep. with the fear of God in your eyes going, if I move, I'm going to roll out. Make sure you know, sit up, pull it out to the side. You should be, you should get when you're laying in your hammock, you should have about that much hammock wall going up the sides of you. You can that's sort of like a bit slack, you can pull down, have a little look out, and um, and th that's where it should be sitting. It shouldn't be scrunched in around you, it should be nice and big. I mean, go get a two man hammock, that's that's a bit of advice I can give you is get a two man because you've got room for days in there. Then that's what mine is. Two, it's a two man hammock, and I think it's is it 350 kilos or 270 kilos. The 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 load it can take. They're rated, they're rated a lot higher. It's great, crazy for, weight you can put in. More thank people. God. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, um, um, but yeah, that's... Ray, Ray says, sorry, the obvious reasons for an uncomfortable hammock is the straps are too tight or too loose. Yeah, um, exactly, mate, yeah. So that's a good point. I mean, the, there is another aspect to this as well, which is temperature. Um, so uh, Andy Luckett has jumped in and said, what's better for winter, a hammock or a tent? Now... With a hammock, you obviously you don't have any insulation properties from the ground. So obviously, when you're laying on the ground, whilst you're on a roll mat or something like that, you've at least got something underneath you. Um, when you're in a hammock, you've basically got free airflow just running underneath you, and it just really loses temperature really quickly. Yeah, it's the wind chill uh, so, factor, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, what you can do is either get a wooby or a uh, an underquilt. So this is the one tigress hammock underquilt. 
and just give you an idea of size, that's compared against my head. Um, Mike's head is so enormous. I've got a big so. head or a little head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these are rated from 5 to 20 degrees C. Uh, so this just adds an extra little bit of, um, well, basically just adds an extra bit of insulation under the hammock, uh, mm. which means that you've got that extra <clears throat> extra little bit of uh, protection from the cold. Um, it provides, it's meant to be like, it's not meant to be tight against it. You shouldn't necessarily be sitting in the hammock and it, it's really all taut and everything like that. Um, no, otherwise right, it's yeah. almost the same as a sleeping bag. Um, that being said, mine does because I'm a larger lad. Um but I don't Rise have any problems with it. So I find with the underquilt, maybe a, a jungle blanket or a whoopee or something like that as well, yeah. um, sort of wrapped in with you in the sleeping bag, you know, you, you can quite comfortably get down to colder temperatures. But that being said, I would probably go with a tent in the winter. Um, See, just because it gives you that little bit more or, or a basher or something like that. But I've not tried them. I've not tried hammock camping in the winter. I've got to be honest. Um, I've tried it when it's when it started to drop off. Don't get me wrong; and it's been okay. Um, but you certainly felt it with the wind chill, like you said, with the wind chill. And I didn't have I didn't have a wrap under wrap or an under blanket or anything like that. <clears throat> and purely for that reason, I've always um, sort of my mantras always been uh, hammock when you can in the summertime. Hammock, jungle blanket, nice and cool. Like you said, you get the breeze underneath you. It's perfect if you're really hot, humid nights or whatever it is, and you're on an event for a couple of days or whatever. Um, they're great. You know, they're perfect. They're, they're a chair. They're they're a bed. <clears throat> Very versatile. You know, you're up off the ground, lovely. Um, but then when the winter time hits, I always find myself warmer and more comfortable um, on the ground. Like Mike said, simple basher setup, um, self-inflated mat, um, a mylar roll mat to just reflect the heat back up at me. Um, my free season with my liner inside it and my bivy, and my bivy bag over the top. And like I said, we did Octo and I. Uh, when was the Octo one, Mike? When it was cold, was it March? Uh, something like that, yeah. In March this year, we've done that. It was minus five, minus six overnight, and I had t shirt, yeah, but that didn't work. <laughs> I was really gutted about that. So, I was because the first time I was using that new sleeping bag, and I was like, Well, I'm gonna bring this just in case because if it does drop and I'm sort of there just in my bash in, under my basher, I'm gonna need something because I can't, you know, sleep in the car all night. Ridiculous. So, um, plus it was like a little Astra, so I would never have got in there, yeah, it'd been horrible. So I brought the heater along. It was so cold that the heat of the gas cylinder wouldn't actually warm, warm up enough for it to work. So that was out the window. But luckily enough, you know, pants, T-shirt, inside my free seat with me um, base camp extreme by a snug pack. And also had the snug pack jungle blanket in there as a, as a jungle bag, sorry, as a liner for the sleeping bag. I was toasty, mate. I was proper toasty. You know, obviously getting the strides and that off there, I was quite cold to start with. Snuggled down into the bag, zipped it all up. I thought this is good. I like this, and I was instantly within about two or three minutes. I thought, just feel yourself, feel the bag heating up from your body heat, mm. perfectly comfortable. So I've always done that. You know, I've always been like, as soon as the winter hits, you know, drop onto the floor. When it's spring and the summer, back up in the hammock, and that's sort of what I've always done, really. So, but I am. I've got an underquilt for my hammock, so I am tempted to try a little overnighter. Um, perhaps not on an event, but you know, just a sort of twenty-four hours over the local woods and give it a go. Have a tent a as a backup. Give a wild camp. You know, <laughs> well, I have the truck. Have the truck parked up on standby. Heat is ready, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, am t- I do want to give it a go just to see it's another option, then, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, winter camping it'd be on the floor, and then in summer, winter, spring, and summer, usually try and use a hammock if you can. You know, there might not be the yeah. trees or anything available for you to do it, so you'll be in a tent depending on what the event you're going to, really. Mm. I mean, the thing I find as well, it depends on where you're going. So, the Octo one we were at, we were actually camping in a grass field. Um, so you know, in terms of underfoot, it's it's pretty soft already. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of the reasons I, I kind of switched to uh, hammock camping as being like the main primary uh, for summer months was merely just the fact I was fed up with trying to set up a tent on rocky ground. You know, yeah. you spend you spend absolutely ages trying to get rid of all like um, chestnut husks and like sticks and leaves and thorns and all of that. You know, whereas the hammock, you literally bosh bosh straight up, bash right over the top, job done. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's, it's it's good and it's quick and 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 the, for the size of it as well, it's a time. I mean, when you get when you use a hammock, you've that takes away roll mats, it takes away this, especially in the summer months. I mean, you literally need you could get away with a jungle bag, your hammock, your basher, and your pegs, and your, and obviously your jungle knots or your guy lines or whatnot, and that's it. And, it, and mm. you could get that into half a rocket pouch. What I've just said, then do you know what I mean? It's it's such a small little bit of kit. Um, but then obviously, as you start progressing into like the poorer months, the weather's getting more foul. Um, you're going to start adding under wraps to your hammock. You're going to start adding a bigger sleeping bag, potentially a bivy bag to go over the top, just to keep that little bit of moisture in the air off of your off your bag because you're not sort of contained within a tent sort of thing. Um, and it all starts adding. Then, and by the end of it, for still sleeping in the hammock, you've got a sort of tent-sized amount of kit there, which you could have just sort of quickly set a tent up and sort of ducked under it, or or a basher with um with your poles and bits of bob. So, yeah. Uh, so. Harry just quickly said, uh, if your party hat's the same size, Mike's head is enormous, uh, implying that the jungle blanket or the... Uh, the... Yeah, it is. Yeah, but these, these come in a set. So Mike's, hat is, Mike's head is fucking huge, Harry. <laughs> uh, no, this isn't that big, to be fair. Um, I don't have the dimensions. I can find them. I can whack this on um, on the Facebook page um, as, a, as a link. Um so Andy Luckett says, I have a minus 20 snug pack. Would I still need something? So the thing to bear in mind with the sleeping bag is obviously... It's, it's, sorry, he's, he's, um, he's, he's finished that off at the bottom there. He would, would I still need something under me in the winter months in a hammock? Oh, sorry. Good shout. Um, where you're compressing the sleeping bag underneath you, you're actually squashing a lot of the fibres. Um, so you're not getting as much insulation on your base. Um, mm. Now, you don't necessarily need to have an underquilt. You can get away with um, just another protective layer. Uh, potentially. So, I mean, I think John Smith has said, you know, would not a windproof wrap uh, help as it would stop the cold and then keep some of the heat in? Yeah. Um, it would. You know, anything that you're going to add is going to uh, benefit to that. Um, the other thing you can do is add like a inflating mat um, between your sleeping bag and the base of the hammock. So set your hammock up, put your sleeping your, your inflatable mat in there and then sleep on top of that. That again is going to provide that little bit of separation. Um, <laughs> um and yeah, so pretty much, you know, as long as you've got something there just to try and break that up. But as Lance said, you know, it just depends on the temperature you're going to be in. Um, yeah. You've got to bear in mind that you are above the ground. It's the it's the equivalent of, I don't know if anyone's ever been in like a, a cabin that's like what, a raised floor. Um, they get so much more colder than like houses that are sitting more on the floor. If that makes exactly sense. Exactly that. Um, no, it makes sense. It's mate. just it that sense, wind yeah. through underneath. So mm, mm, definitely. Uh, Kieran Thompson says, "Little does everyone know, Mike's wearing a traffic coney spray silver." I don't have a big head. I do. Well, I do have a big head, but it's not that big. <laughs> yeah, it's that actually the top of an oast house. Mike's got on yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that that came up. So, but yeah. So, I mean, in terms of uh, hammock camping, um, you know, it, it's just something to bear in mind. I would personally, I would always try and test your kit when you can, when you're not relying on it. Um, so, when you pay to go to an event. You know, you're you're there. You want to have a good time. You've got your kit. You want to be able to rely on it, and you know, mm. and you're comfortable with it because you don't want to wake up in the middle of the night, freaking miserable because you're cold and wet or anything like that. This is exactly. I mean, especially if it's your first time, you're going to be using that bit of kit. I mean, I try and get out for 24 hours, even if it's just you know, 
you know, even if it's a tent in the back garden, just to try it out, just to make sure you're comfortable with it. And not only that, make sure all the parts are there. Yeah. It'd be nothing worse than getting to an event, unpacking something and thinking, oh, you know, that's missing or that's broken or, you know, that, that didn't even come with it. And then mm. you're, sort of, you're sort of scuppered then. So if you can get out, get your kit out, get it dirty, have a look at it. You know what I mean? Pull it apart, make sure you're comfortable with putting it up, packing it away. Any any bits, any mods you want to make, any of the guidelines you want to change, whatever it is you're doing, just make sure you're comfortable with it. So you're going to the event with that bit more confidence in you, either in your shelter system or your sleep system, to say, yep, yeah, I've checked that. I'm happy with that. That's all done. I've not mm. got to worry about that now because I've, I've, I've tried it. Very comfortable with it. And at least in as well, before the event, if you're not happy with it, you can get it changed out. You know, you can possibly contact the company. If you're not happy with it, you know, you get your returns policies and all that. Send it back. Try something else. You know, you know make sure you're yeah. comfortable with your kit before you, before you take it out for a proper event sort of thing. Because it'll spoil it for you. Because you'll never get soaking wet, freezing cold. You'll think, fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah. And it won't be the event that sport it. It'll be the, the weather that sport it. And, and and you yourself for a little bit because you've not tried it beforehand. You know, so shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> But that being said, we're all guilty of it. We've all tried oh, yeah, new definitely. kit at events, you know, but I just, mm. I wouldn't ever mess about with stuff that you are going to be relying on because your sleep system, your shelter system, all of that, you know, you can kind of get away with trying new cook stuff, um, you know, new yeah, airsoft yeah. guns and bits and pieces like that and comms, you know, it's not really vital, if you see what I mean, but mm. ultimately mm. you want to get a good night's sleep because you are just going to be freaking miserable otherwise, so. Yeah, exactly that, mate, exactly that, yeah, yeah. definitely. So. Uh, Paulus Wiles has said, nah, he's got a tiny head and that's the nozzle of an icing bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) So this week's episode is just a mixture of some helpful advice as much as we can and abusing me. (laughs) Abusing Mike with his cone head. Nice. And on that bombshell, I think think it's time for another question. I was just going to say, would you like to would you like to have a go, Lance? Do you want to tease, tease our audience? Here's your audience with a with a uh, with a question. Uh, oh, okay then. Yeah, right. Okay. So, uh, oh, this is this will be this will be. I think this one's going to be quite quick. Quite a quick turnaround on this one. Hopefully. All right, just okay, can so... I just just before you launch oh. into it as well. Sorry, just very quickly. Just very quickly. There is a slight lag between us actually uh, talking and then receiving stuff online. So I do have a little tracker on the right that shows me the comments coming in. Um, so please, please Mike don't have a think. Tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's what we're working off of. Like when it comes in on the tracker, um, just so everyone knows, just so you don't think you've commented and then we're just sitting here talking for no reason. So which we are. Cool. But there we go. Yeah. Right. Okay. So question is, what are we laughing at? Paulus Wales, just give him a squeeze to get a smooth bead of butter icing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Might take a bit more than a squeeze. <laughs> My question, this is your fault, you're interrupting me. Right, okay, question is, what was Paul, a.k.a. the Chief's, epic camo in episode eight? What was Paul, a.k.a. the Chief's, epic camo in episode eight? Also, please uh, throw some questions in, um, because it's always nice when we can have some random random topics to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And topics. Yeah. (laughs) Can I answer twice? No, James, you cannot. <laughs> Shall we call Fox Pitch? Uh, oh, was who was it? Oh, uh, oh, Harry, oh, Harry, oh, oh. Uh, I think so. On mine, that's Harry Badger photo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with photo. So yeah, are you gonna give it him a photo oh, okay. of his room? It yeah. was a photo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, all right. I, I did see. Obviously, the boys underneath had put the room as a 
Oh, uh, yeah, but uh, he put photo. I'm going okay, to let yeah, that all go. Right, all right, all right. It's generous. It's our birthday. Oh, it's such a soft touch, Mike. I do apologise, <laughs> uh, Fresh Meat and Sherwood Recon Fox. For that. <laughs> oh, off bedroom. There we go. He managed to squeeze off bedroom. There we go. Fair enough. Okay. Right. Uh, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to go... I'm going to reach down here. Mr. Harry Badger, you have won yourself the... I believe it's South African Army, OD Green, nice. Salt Rig. There we go, sir. So send me details to us, and we will get that in the post to you, mate, as soon as we possibly can. Like I said, yeah, utility pouches either side, camel back on the back with another utility pouch at the bottom. You've got mag pouches galore. Uh, you've got two ball grenade pouches on the side, and obviously you've got another two utility... Oh, bloody hearing bug keeps coming out. Another two utility pouches on the front. So, yeah, that'll be on its way to you, sir. Just to clarify, so if Harry hadn't won it, the next person to have won it would have been Fresh Meat, and he was the one that donated that vest. So, <laughs> oh, there we go then. So that was a spot of luck. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been hilarious oh. actually, because I would have yeah. given it back to him as well. Go, okay, wait, you won this. Well done. <laughs> um. Right, there was a question from Sherwood, I believe. Uh, I'm just scrolling back to find it. Ah, are there any future plans? Uh, sorry, any future plans on future Rift purchases? Ooh. How about you, Lance? Um, this is going to sound. This is this is going to be controversial, but you know what? I'm actually quite comfortable at the moment. Quite happy with what I've got. I know. How? How can you? Oh, say actually, no. That's a compl- no, You're no, an airsofter. No, it's, it's literally... in your blood. You have to buy more. <laughs> As I said that, there was a voice in the back of my mind going, "What about the AK?" Seven. And I was just oh, like, well, yeah. I was still saying it. I was like, blah, blah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. There is actually, yeah. I'd like an AK forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, I uh, yeah. That 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 in, one of them intrigues me quite a lot. You know what I mean? I've got the two four nine. I've got my DMR. I've got my M four. I've got my MP five. I've got my M fourteen. Um, I'd like an AK. I want to get some Soviet block action going on, baby. I must profess, I, I am a bit of the same on that that's one. That's where it's at. Yeah, it's just that kind of one. classic look, isn't it? But the thing is, I can't decide on whether I want a solid stock or a foldy stock. <laughs> and I don't know if I want I guess... a full barrel or like a like a bit more sort of carbine AK. Yeah. Or would that be Kabaneski? I don't know how... Kabaneski. <laughs> no, that's, you sound like Italian then. <laughs> I can't do accents. <laughs> you sound like an Italian Dracula. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe certain parts of the AK are made by Italians. Who knows? Well, I guess quite a lot of people probably Italians know. Italians from know. Transylvania. <laughs> yeah. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Just generic Eastern European. There we um, go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess with a fixed stock, you probably got more battery compartment. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's again, that's a win, isn't it? Really? Because let's be honest, it is a but even the MP5 is a ball like to get a battery in underneath the front grip. You know, it's, it's relatively easy once you've done it a few times, but it's just like, oh, really? Yeah. Solid classic AK for the win. Yes, mate. Even in, oh, even in short, hello, mate. Oh, Phil from uh, from uh, Down Under. Is that Phil? Morning, uh, lads. Got to be. Hi, Phil. Welcome along, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, morning. Did you sleep well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sherwood Recon Fox, uh, tactical or traditional AK? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go with, I think I'd probably go with traditional. I don't think I want too much on it. I think I'm talking, and traditional in the sentences, just having the iron sights as well. 
Mike's well, just you, can always, you can always add I, I love that. You literally just shut your eyes in appreciation and you're like, hmm. Actually, I didn't. I'm smiling. I've just got really tiny eyes. It's because my massive head. It's because my massive Normal head. Normal sized eyes, massive head. <laughs> and my tiny icing bag hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Octavate says everyone should own an AK as a, a foil to Eastern uh, Western weapons. Oh, I can't talk. Everybody should own an AK as a foil to Western weapons. Absolutely. Yeah. It will um, be done. It will be done. Harry Badger says, highly recommend the TMAK NG Storm, a cheeky breaky action. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah, I might have to have a look. Uh, i to have to have a look. Holding stock all the way from Gareth. Yeah, okay. Uh, James says, have a look at the East German AK stock. I'm jealous oh. now. Everyone's got an AK except for Everyone's me. Everyone's got AK apart from us. We're, we're rubbish, aren't we? Really? Don't know. About it. <laughs> uh, Patrick Fox Squad. Hi, chaps. Good to see you. Do you want to swap a can of petrol for my four bed home in Cotswolds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I could, yeah. I reckon I could swing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. That's um, chaos at the minute, isn't it? On a side note, that oh, is, it's mental, isn't it? It's I mean, it's still mad. out. I mean, I'm not too far away from a petrol station where I live, and it's just gridlocked everywhere. And it, yeah. it just... I, I particularly enjoy. You can see uh, who has petrol based on Google Maps because that's where all the traffic is. So, top tip yeah, for true. you. Um, Fair play. So, I myself, I'm, I'm, I would quite like an AK, um, but to be honest with you, I'm not really looking to buy anything new at the moment. I do quite like the idea of a tag launcher. Uh, I must profess, but that's mm. quite an elaborate extra cost. Um, and I am sort of saving for night vision or thermal at the moment. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. But that being said, I've got my um, S&T M249 uh, that needs a little bit of work doing on its internals. Um, took it out to, oh, where were we last? Can't remember. Um, where did oh. I go last? I went to the Territory event, which is at the... Bravo site, you weren't you weren't there. Oh, NAE. You were at NAE, I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. I took it to NAE with me. Um, so yeah, that was good. It worked well. Um, did you nice run the two four nine then? I did. I did run it, but oh. it doesn't have a great deal of range at the moment. Um, so I need to do something a little bit fancy with the internals. Um, Barrel and a hot rubber, yeah. mate. You'll be all right. Yeah, get someone to look at it. So that's my plan. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Very nice. Says I'm working at midnight filling up ambulances. Oh bloody hell! Good on you, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, for... There he goes again. AI 500. No, that's so. The AI 500 event is next week for me. Um, next week. No, this this week. Blimey, it's actually this weekend. I really need to pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next question is, Mike, are you prepared for AI 500? <laughs> no. <laughs> Quite categorically, no. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. So for those that don't know what the AI 500 event is, um, AI 500 is a little, it's not really a little company. Um, it's it's the Airsoft International magazine, um, I believe. So they run, they run an event uh, fairly regularly. And they're kind of, I would say their USP is that they find venues that you otherwise wouldn't get to play in. Um, so with them, I've played at uh, an abandoned theme park in Grimsby. That was an interesting experience, just going to Grimsby. Um, apologies to anyone that lives in Grimsby, but it does yeah. live up to I've its name. Hang on, Nixon, Nixon in the chat. He'll, um, he's got a few things to say about Grimsby. I remember from the episode when we spoke about it last. <laughs> he sort of jumped on the jumped on his bandwagon. Hang on, I know some stuff about Grimsby. It's shit. <laughs> so... 
yeah, on our way into Grimsby, we literally saw two people having a fight. Like on, so it's like welcome to Grimsby, and there's literally two people having a fight. Trying to get their egg caved in against the sign of Grimsby. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, the one this year is based in Dover, um, and I think it's like a, an old prison or like um, detention centre or something like that, which should be quite cool. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, very nice too. Cool. I've got Legion coming up. Um, yes, we do, my... don't we? I'm going to that as well. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. Rah-rah. <laughs> Yeah, I bought your ticket. You bought my ticket. Yeah, is it the ninth or the tenth? It is the ninth. <laughs> that was funny in the chat in our, in our team chat. So Mike's got a, I wish I had written anything now. <laughs> here's a question. Here's a question um, for people that run in teams. How how do you guys organise your teams? Um, because for any the most advice part, would be really helpful. Yeah, because I'm finding that sometimes organising an event with our team is like herding cats. Um, in that you know one and it's it's not for lack of trying but it seems like you kind of go right here's the information and then because people are looking at the chat group at different times of the day and stuff like that it's like the question gets answered and then we kind of drop 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 other messages you know how's your day blah blah what's yeah. the plan for this weekend you're like oh i went through yeah. that like yeah, then it was, and then it'd be like a few more general questions. Someone put a picture of a donkey with an art on, and then it'll be yeah. a couple more questions. What's the like, plan for this what's weekend? What's the plan for this weekend, chaps? What date is it? Ninth of the tenth. It's the ninth. Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> David's solution, by the way, is that Mike sorts it all out. Thanks. There we go. Just right. leave it. Leave it to Brown now. She'll sort it. Our <laughs> Kayla here. Look out for our Kayla and the silver point. Yeah, she'll come and help you. Yeah. Um, so Patrick Fox got AI 500. It was actually in Cleethorpes, which is the posh part. I went to both their events there. Yeah, nice. Mm. Less barbed wire in Cleethorpes, I'm taking. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Les says we put it in the out in the group chat and we all jump on it. See, that's what we do, and then it just seems that because conversations kind of span a few days, different people are looking at it at different times. So. Yeah. And then every now and again, Johnny 600 will throw a, a, a complete curveball in there and you'll be like, what? <laughs> That's got no bearing on anything we've yeah. been talking about for the last two weeks. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> oh. So I just need to take a minute here. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the, the, the interesting thing from a team management point of view, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm not the team leader. That's obviously this boy, this boy over here. Um, yes. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> but um, the one that I find the most interesting is trying to buy tickets for the event as a group. Um, because you know, if if you're if you're in charge of buying the tickets, whatever, it's easy enough to kind of get all the money together and then deal with it that way. But it's almost like sometimes the events aren't really geared up for group team bookings like that. Mm. Um, because you kind of you book like six people on, so go right, who's in? Six names, get the money, cool. Book the numbers, and then you get like a couple of people go, oh. I would like to go. Okay, cool, right? And then you're like trying to talk to them, like, oh, can we book some extra people in? And that makes it difficult. So mm. it's an interesting one. It's a whole different dynamic when you're actually got a, a big team of people that you're trying to manage. It's quite tricky. So. Yeah, and obviously you're desperate just to get everyone to the same event and all be together because you have a great crack and a good laugh. Do you know what mm. I mean? So it's like when you put like when like one or two, and, and it happens all the time. You know, I can't make that weekend, or I can do this one, but something it's. 
it's rare that we get all get together. But when we do get together, we have such a great time in that, and it's always disappointing if like, a couple of can't, guys can't make it for whatever reason, which is totally fine. But you always have a little bit of oh, gutted they can't come. Do you know what I mean? It's always like hmm, bit of a bottom yeah. lip shows you a little bit, and then you sort of like get there, and you're like, oh, that's all right, actually. First well, thing, we're a team for a reason. We like we like you know hanging out together. It, it's good. But, you know, yeah. It's, it's good. just tricky to try and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James says a Facebook group is the best way I've found to make an event with all the info on and link to the tickets. That's mm, not a bad shout. Yeah. yeah. I'll get Mike on that after this. Yeah. Uh, I struggle to get people to agree on game dates. Yeah, that's another yeah. one. When we're we going, playing, mate. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Is it the night that Johnny, Johnny, Johnny chops in? What, what time on the 15th are we going? Shut up, John. Shut up. What are we going on the 15th, you donk? <laughs> Yeah, but it's the fact that you were like at nine o'clock and you answered him with an actual answer. Yeah. Yeah, but I saw your comment of like, I, can, I could tell the way you'd written the message, you were getting frustrated. And I thought, I'm just going to fuel the fire. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Harry all says, you uh, prick. That's all I get back from you. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Badger says, Discord with a dedicated channel for an event and a general chat for Donkey Porn. There you go. Mm, it's a good shout. Yeah. What's John that channel Smith. for the Donkey Porn? Uh, Harry, send me a link. <laughs> John Sorry. Smith, put up in the group chat for Millsim and see how many people would like to go. And then there's a split off chat for the event for people who want to go and booking so people all know what's going on in a group vid chat or two before the event. See, that's a good shout. But then you end up with like hundreds of WhatsApp groups because that's the other thing. I don't know. Like, I've got WhatsApp groups that I never leave and I'm just spammed constantly because mm. I'm always like, oh, I don't know why I don't leave them, to be fair. Just Maybe do it. Just have a call this evening. Make yourself a nice cup of tea. Have a sit back yeah. and just archive, archive. It's because I look archive, really archive. antisocial. I just leave yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has left the room. Bastard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to do another question? Oh no, it's your turn, isn't it? It is my turn. I was just saying, should we do another question? Oh, yeah, sorry. If you want to, yeah. Right. So, here's the question. Fingers on keyboards or, or phones or whatever. Um, what minty product is the source of a run long running joke on the episode? That's what minty product is the source of a long-running joke on the on the series series even not episode. Whoa. Oh look, oh, David's in there. Look at it. Swish, 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 swish. This is quite funny. You know what? I'm actually shocked that uh, Rage answered that question. Rage was second. I'm sorry, Rage. <laughs> oh mate. So there you go. Well done, David. Congratulations. Ladies, David. So I do love, can I just say though, this is awesome because I've literally just got David says swish, Rage says swish, Les says swish, Fresh Meat says swish, Kieran says swish, Rage just said, guys, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Which secretly means love. Oh, genuinely. That's what I do with my kids. No means yes. <laughs> so hate means, when it comes to rage, hate means love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. What's he won? What's he won? He has won the Conus small two seven by twenty bloody hell seventeen by thirty zoom monocular. There we go, mate. That's hey. on its way to Hello. you. Actually, I'll keep holding it. Give it to your Legion. Bosh. Nicely Thanks, done, guys. sir. Pleasure, <laughs> pleasure. Thank you for answering the question so promptly. Off the block. <laughs> Sorry, there. Rage. I couldn't resist. The original question was going to be um, the long time running joke with Rage. <laughs> but I thought I'd take you out of it. <laughs> Oh dear. Ray says it bothers me that I can't swear on YouTube. 
answer on YouTube. <laughs> no, Sorry, Andrew, there's no double guessing, I promise you. It's literally just as it goes, it comes in. So we say what we see, we say what we see. Catchphrase ones, catchphrase. <laughs> all good, all good. Uh, apparently, James and his missus both immediately said swish. Swish! I am going to contact them and see if I can get some sort of special discount. I reckon, Ray, I I reckon Ray's just sitting at home like this iron bar and just went swish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby. You are a pair of see you next Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. What's a sunt? <laughs> what is a sunt? What, sint? C S S Y N T. It's it's sin sin. It's quite close to swish there. Yeah. Oh. Them, sorry, Rachel. Them, I'm sorry. Them be fighting words. Yeah. Oh, blimey. <laughs> right. Let's throw some more questions in. Who's got some more questions? A Chuck question, us anything. Let's go. Well, was the, the, a lot of the chat's been taken up by Swish at the minute. Yeah, I know. Have you got anything you want to discuss, Lance? Oh, not that would get us thrown off the air, no. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um... mm, actually, oh, what was I going to say to you, actually, now? Oh, next week's show. Yes. Yeah, we can cover that quickly. Please, Let's please talk about throw that. some questions at us, though, because... We can't discuss next week's show for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Remember, I'm considerably bigger than you, Mike. Ooh. Oh, rage. Ooh. I'm going to agree. I don't know how to take that. You might, but I've got a big <laughs> head with a tiny hat. Yeah. You can't hurt me. I've got a little hat on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next week's show. What are we covering next week? Oh, yeah, next week. So we are covering um, uh, crit, kit, crit, kit preparations uh, uh, in relation to doing urban and the sort of woodland forest event sort of thing so the differences in the kit you potentially have to take um different preparations you have to carry out leading up to the event and obviously whilst you're on site so things you can encounter and that and so yeah sort of like we prepared this really for for an urban game um i.e sort of like a like a long more based uh urban environment with buildings or something other compared to being out sort of like in the in the trees in a wood block and uh, also the bits and bobs that go sort of, uh, coincide with it so yeah that's what we're sort of covering next week so looking forward to that talking yep. a bit more kit stuff I've missed that recently. A bit more kit. Yeah, we've got some more. Um, uh, what do we call them? Skills and drills. Mm. More skills oh yes. And drills episodes planned. Um, yes, we, we have. Get, yeah. get our asses in gear and organise those. Um, so there'll be more of those. We're going to have some more interviews and bits and pieces as well. So uh, all in the pipeline. So it's all yeah. exciting stuff. So we've got That'd some questions. Uh, Andy says, "What's the one bit of kit that you couldn't live without? Not a riff." Ooh. One bit of kit I couldn't live without, not a riff. I'm going to oh. say my wooby. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to say my softy jacket. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. My soft, my, my, my old holy softy that's been repaired with sniper tape. Yeah. And the zip doesn't do up all the way. It does up to there and two of the teeth are missing. So if I zip it up to that point, it goes pop and just falls open again. So I've actually sniper taped the zip as well to stop me going past a certain point. Yeah. That's it. Not my, your my, pouch my... is fresh meat, just pointing. Oh, the comms pouch is also very good, but you know, it's, it, it won't keep me warm, will it? Do you know what I mean? No. So I must, I must say that the, the Wooby is just that little bit of comfort. It's like having a little blanket. Well, it is literally a little blanket that you mm. can just cover yourself up, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm nice and toasty now. Oh, yeah. 
That's yeah. That, that's sort of same for me with with my softy. Just chuck yeah. it on in the morning. It's like, oh, this is nice. This is nice yeah. and old and stinky. Let's put this on. Lovely. <laughs> I feel good now. <laughs> uh, David says, "How would you min- how do you minimize your stove and mess kit, etc.? I always find it's really bulky." Hmm. Uh, I well, I tend to normally use my jet boil, um, and I find that I obviously condense. You can put the little tip from fresh meat on this one. So your little gas can that you get, which goes inside your jet boil cup, get an old sock and put it in that. And it stops the metal or metal scratching the inside of your, of your cup and sort of ruining it and making it rust and stuff. So that's a little tip there from fresh meat. Uh, Podge fifty six on Instagram. Um, he told me about that one, so I've done copied him and done that. Um, so yeah, so mine's always condensed into sort of like a utility pouch sort of size. Obviously, apart from your rations, which would be in like a little jiffy bag in your in your burger or, or in a, another pouch but yeah i don't really struggle too much with my uh with my cook set the challenger one's even better if you've got all oh, the crusader cup sorry you get the big crusader cup with the big metal and mm. fold out handles and that's just a little um solid fuel block burner that that condenses down nice and small you know lots sort of like 58 pattern water bottle water bottle size not canteen that could be a canteen as well no depends where you are I find the mess tins, so I, I generally tend to use mess tins with a little gas stove, um, mm-hmm. and then the small—I don't know what size I are—the little small gas canister ones, um, sort of all compacts into that, and then literally it's just you know cooking admin of making sure that sort of you don't just forget stuff and you sort of make sure you take things out and put them in a nice place. Um, that's got like a little uh, washcloth in there as well, um, so I kind of lay that out as a little table area. So I lay all my stuff out on there, and then I've kind of build that. So I have like a little, you know, you've got to do things properly, don't we? All la la la. I must profess that I am quite keen to get myself a jet boil because I would like to see the comparisons between the two. Because mm-hmm. um, I know the jet boil is is much more kind of confined. Um, but that being said, I do sort of wonder whether the mess tins maybe you get more in. I don't know because I mean it's a bigger bigger thing, but. I don't know. Yeah. So the volume of water compared to a mess. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I never. I oh, I don't mean. With... Yeah, sorry, I don't mean volume. I mean just in terms of like storage of stuff in oh, there. Oh, I see. Because sorry, obviously yeah. the, the the mess tins are like a, a bigger rectangular box. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you're, I'm guessing you'll probably be able to store things easier in a mess tin because it's square-ish and flat, and you can sort of like. Whereas obviously the jet boil, it's a. You know what I mean? So you've got to yeah. try and stop vertically upright. Blah blah blah. You know, but I, I mean, I'll get my. Um, I'll get a, a can of gas in there, not the massive ones, you know, sort of like the that sort of size, whatever that sort of size is, you know, the regular standard small ones in there inside a sock, stop it scratching up. Um, I usually put like a little brew kit in there. Um, then with the, like the, uh, the the gas regulator bottom of the jet ball goes in there as well inside the cup. Then you get a rubber lid on the top, and that's it. So that's like a cook set there. Obviously, there's no water in there as well. You'd have to obviously have that separate, but like your, your general cook set, would think you need, you could put your spork in there and a couple of little bits and bobs uh, to keep you going. But yeah, no, I've, I've, they're good bits of kit. I must admit, they are good bits of kit. But then it's like cook set to cook set. It's just kit can, like like David said, then like he finds his one quite bulky. Maybe have a look at something else. Maybe have a look at a different pot. If you if you don't if you're not if you're not if you're if you've got a mess tin there, that's when you put a ration pack in it. It's literally swimming about. You don't need to have. I mean, do you waste a lot of the water once you've cooked your meal and you've made yourself a little hot drink? Is there any water left, or is it just like oh, and sling that? That to me sort of says, oh, maybe that vessel that you're using for cooking is a little bit too big. Maybe you could get a smaller pot, something like that. That that'll bring the size down, maybe something like that. Mm. Good shit. Uh, Rage says, how did you get on with the D-bell? I haven't tried it yet, mate. I've not tried it yet, buddy. I will do once I get out. When I've been doing a lot of overtime weekends, so I haven't had a chance to get out, and I'm busy this weekend as well. So probably try and get out maybe one day next week in the evening. Go on a dog walk. I'll take the I'll take the old monocular out of me and the D-bell and have a little look about in the woods, see what I think. 
Um, and I'll, I'll let you know, mate. But I'll, um, yeah, I've not tried it yet, so I can't comment, but unfortunately, I've not had a chance to. Uh, Fresh Meat says, did you guys like our little barrage we posted? I thought it was brilliant. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> and I wanted to mention that. Well remembered, uh, Wayne. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, that was great. Well, that was um, at the weekend event. Yeah, I'll post some links up to that on the Instagram and um, mm. Facebook as well. Um, because So uh, Fresh Meat and these guys basically had, I think it was like three, three mortars, four mortars, something one, like that. Two. I think it was three. three. Yeah, it, it was, it was um, Les, Terry, and I think Danny, Man and them all. All three of them, I think it was. Mm. I think or was it Dale, Terry, and then yeah, sorry, Dale, Terry, and uh Les and Danny on the last one. I think nearest Wayne. Yeah, it's good. It's I good. Good, I, good. I couldn't even identify them all. So oh, I can ID them from a mile away, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that motley crew. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll have to um we'll have to get out with ours as well. So, yeah, definitely, uh, we, yeah, we can all we can have like a five, six water barrage, that'd be pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was really well put together, actually. Good comms as well, Wayne. Solid, mate. Yeah, it was nice yeah. to hear. Yes, yeah, very well presented. James McNary, what's your favourite MRE main meal? Ooh, oh, I like this question. Mine's um, chili, chili. I know, so it's not the proper MRE one, but um, mine. Are you the, like the um, uh, Wayfarers millets one? Uh, no, it's not Wayfarers. Mine is like Expedition food, or like BE Expedition or something like that. Um, oh, so okay. Good. Is that the one that's got like the red and yellowy sort of mountain with the Expedition yeah. saying over in the front? Yeah, I, I, I've got. I've got. I'm the same like I'll also find a picture. So um, my ones, uh, MRE or British ration or NATO ration, is the Indonesian spiced pork with rice. Delish, love that, amazing. And for my sort of non-rationy sort of camping meal, uh, but you can get in millets is the uh, chicken tikka and rice. And that's the way. That's a Wayfarer's one. That's the green and black packets. Oh mate, yeah, Wayfarer chicken tikka and rice. Would you eat them it's for breakfast? That. I'd eat them all fucking day if I could. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. That that yeah. that to me whether, is what whether makes my, whether my guts would enjoy that or not. I don't well, know. Yeah. But that to I me is what like makes it. a good MR. Uh, I don't say MRE, but it's it's what makes a good little bit of it's food. A good ball in the, the bag meal sort of thing. Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter if it's cold necessarily or hot or what mm. time of day it is. You can be a little bit happy from eating it. So yeah, 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 definitely, man, definitely. But that the Indonesian spiced pork and rice from the like the, the British Rat Packs is fucking nuts, with a bit of hot doggedy dog sauce on top of it, yeah. just to really blow your asshole out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm mine. So I've been getting mine from this website, um, which is Adventure Nutrition. Oh, um, okay. They do a lot of freeze dried stuff, don't they? Yeah, you can do. So you've got uh, freeze-dried meals, wet meals, uh, mm. bits and pieces like that. Um, but yeah, no, I quite like this uh, beefsteak chilli. Um, See, I'm not a fan of chilli. I'm not a fan of chilli in general, though, like sort of like home cooking well, chilli. Just... Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> if that's the case, then you're probably not going to enjoy just it. Like, yeah, it's just one of them. You know, it's just like one of the meals. I'm just sort of like, pff, don't really, I mean, like spag bowl. I love it. Everyone has a bit of spag bowl, don't they? But chilli yeah. for me is just, yeah, nah, it's not my bag, man. It's just not my yeah, bag. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It's fine. Don't worry, Lance. It's not a problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Andrew Taylor, are you planning? Am I planning? Yeah, I'm always planning. Are you planning on going further around the UK? Love to, mate. Yeah, I would love to go. I'd love to go up north and out to some events. And uh, obviously, where where, um, James and Aaron were, the Milsom in a bag guys, love to get out to some of the the sites they were telling us about. That'd be fantastic. Um, Yeah. Wales, love to get down to there and do a, do an event. I was invited to one actually, the um, Frozen Conflicts one, which obviously, unfortunately, I can't attend because I'm away on a family camping trip. 
um, that which was in the Welsh Valley somewhere, which would have been good and quite a challenge. I think it was towards the end of October, I think the event was. Um, I think it was a private event, so I was gutted I can't attend that. But obviously, at the same time, it's a you know family camping trip, so I'm still excited for that one as well. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly love to get out a bit further afield and uh, try some new sites and that out, which would be good. What about yourself, Mike? I'd just love to get out and just try some more stuff, really. Um, <laughs> no, I was in, you know, I, I like I like new sites and new challenges, I guess. Like, mm. I love Longmore, but I know the map of Longmore. Um, so yeah. Longmore for me is more about the gameplay at that point rather than, <clears throat> oh, wow, it's Longmore, if that makes sense. Like, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. But it's less about the location it's, at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's less it's now, more, more about, about yeah. Yeah, it's because you can have site, a really naff game, game at Longmore, and it kind of it can kind of tarnish your opinion of it slightly. Mm. Um, so I just like a good game at Longmore. Uh, yeah. But I like I like different sites. Obviously, you know, we did the Tuddenham one at Octo uh, yeah. with Octo, and that was good. That was good to kind of see a new site and kind of meet new people as well, because you know, different sites attract yeah, different players. Hundred percent, um, that. It's just I mean, it's like I did that one. I did the territory one up at Gunman's site, uh, um, Eversley, the Alpha mm. site or Bravo site. I can't remember which one it is. I'm terrible with remembering stuff. Alpha, like that. I remember Alpha that. Site. I wasn't even yeah. there. Good man. <laughs> and that was wicked. You know what I mean? It's a new company to deal with. You know, new new um, organisers. Um, it was yeah, it was fantastic. Really good. Yeah, new site and some of the. I mean, the site itself. I mean, some of the locations on the maps that were there were. I mean, like the Viking village and the, the, the little the country, like the little western sort of shanty town sort of thing with a saloon, and that was crazy. It was quality. Yeah, loved it. Really good. So, uh, Octo Eight said, "If you could mill sim any era in history, what would you choose?" Well, go on, Mike. You go first. I wouldn't choose anything that relies on me to stand in front of someone that just shoots me point blank. Um, just <laughs> yeah, ruling yeah. out. Ruling no out anything from like yeah, <laughs> Napoleon era back. I'm not doing any of that. Um, so I think Wild West would be quite cool. Do you know what? I was sort of thinking that myself. That you know, like, some sort of underlever, like every time, and like the six yeah. shooters and stuff. That could be quite cool. I just don't I know mean, if I could bring myself to run around. If you've got a load of Indians. Um, we could be cowboys against cowboys. Indians, could, you know, it doesn't have to be Indians. It could be cowboys and cowboys. You know, like Brokeback Mountain. No, that's what I mean. So, I mean, it, oh, it really? could be oh. racially insensitive, but okay. you could do like bank robberies and stuff like that, and outlaws and things. Oh, like that, that would be, be cool. cool. I'll tell you what would be cool would be say about bank robbers would be like the um, uh, like not, not so much Bugsy Malone with the old custard guns, but you know that sort of era, sort of like the gangsters, but yeah, yeah. like you know what I mean, like the old uh, uh, fedora hats on and the long trench coat with a <laughs> with a with the Tommy gun inside a violin case sort of all that sort of jazz that'd be quite yeah. good yeah you know that'd, that'd, that'd be quite be cool, cool. Mm. um i'd love to do another falklands one again to be fair yeah that, i enjoyed that one that was really hard going as well yeah which i, I mean um, the most. i mean not even just for the event like i really i really liked i i knew about the falklands but i i tried to kind of gen up a little bit more on it because i was going to an event that had to be fair some more cultural significance yeah yeah you know? I, mean, um, I mean by no means was it Reenactment where no. the, the kit was 100% accurate, the weapons were 100% accurate, the storyline with this, and the other, you know, but no, no way, shape, or form, people don't think that it was a reenactment we do. It was loosely based, based around, um, you know, the land in Falklands and then how they took key elements of the map. And that's sort of what we, you know, replicated throughout the event, throughout the weekend, which is, and it was really good. It was really good fun. It was really hard to do. And obviously, the time of the year 
uh, didn't help because it was into November. You know, we had a lot of low line mist in the evenings, which sort of ruled out nods and stuff like that. But yeah, it was really cool. You know, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, fresh meat. Sorry, I've just realised I've I've had all the questions which were further back, and I've just missed a whole load of comments. Uh, fresh meat says, "Come with us in December for Falklands." See, I would, but it's December, and I'm, I've got a young baby, and I have to be careful at the moment in terms of overbooking my time, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Andy Luckett said, "Would you ever try like an airsoft Waterloo style battle? That would be horrendous. It would literally just be standing in front of you, unless the FPS on every gun is like ten, like." <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the only thing is it's only one shot. Do you know what I mean? It's only literally one yeah, shot. but one shot, even at like 10 metres away, is still going to hurt, isn't it? No LMGs, no drum mags, <laughs> nothing like that. It's one, just be, one just round. Just be me in the corner with some old school sold Gatling gun that'll go like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, yeah. Um, yeah, so Octo 8 said American Civil War then. Um, yeah, see, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, but again, it's just that lining up. I, I don't, I don't like the idea. Of yeah, red coats against the, the against yeah. like the see, I love the uniforms and that for that, but I mean, that's that's yeah, another that's expense all, yeah. potentially as well. Yeah. That sort of thing, isn't it? Michael attend just for all the pomp and ceremony yeah. going along with it. <laughs> I'll learn, I'll, I, well, I am trying to learn to play the fife anyway, so we can we can march into oh, battle under the fife and drums. Five. I'm yet to see this or even hear a note from him. <laughs> I can't make fight. a noise on it yet. I've had it for three freaking years and I still don't know how to play it. <laughs> just... um, <laughs> um, John Smith says, um, so this is going back to the going up north for the sites. Uh, time it up right up north and you can do three sites in a weekend. Mm. Not bad, Chell. That sounds good. So, Paulus, and then there's some other oh, comments. Pro, pro... Go on, sorry, mate. I was just saying, there's some other comments about food and stuff, but I feel that's too far back now. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm, I love food. Yeah. <laughs> Food's a burst. Uh, uh, Paul Taylor says, "Hang on, look, look, you missed one." Paul said, "A prohibition era. That'd be quality. Bootleggers oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I like, I like. We I literally can see got. Um, I can see Octo's. Call me Billy the Kid. I don't think it's Billy the Kid. No, Billy the Kid's Western, isn't it? That's Western. Young Guns, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, 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 oh, sorry. William H. Bonnie, isn't it? He's Billy the Kid. Oh, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. They can't be Bonnie and this is Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I'm the woman in that scenario, but we'll go with it. Um, there we go. I want to know um, why you sound like Floghorn Leghorn. Yeah, well, <laughs> Nobody class, sir. Eh? Okay, really do accents, see? Cotto well, Cotto Melson, sir. Andrew Taylor says, have you got a link, meet? <laughs> For the uh, the Falklands, we all think that's just the best sentence of the whole the whole link episode. Meat. We've got a link, mate. <laughs> is, is that nearly as good as the um, uh, Milky Milky Crocs or whatever it was? <laughs> milky Crocs, yeah. Milky Keymod or something. <laughs> um, Sherwood said, "Oh, hang on." Sherwood says trench warfare would be interesting. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, Christ. I mean, they, to be fair though, I mean, when they do the uh, War and Peace revival, I mean, they dig that field up. I mean, there's trenches all over that, and there. So that would be could be a site if it was purely just trenches, and there's like no man's land, and you've got some a few rows of trenches. That could be quite interesting. Yeah, the thing with trenches though is that you have to put, and this is me speaking as a drainage engineer. You oh. have to put drainage in there. Um, no, but I mean, how many trenches have you been, or how many sites have you been to where they've dug trenches and they are just wet in the bottom of them, and people are like just slopping around in mud unnecessarily? To be fair, well, so you know, so you're in a you're in the middle of the battle. You, it's, you, whether the no, drainage, I know, whether there's but... poor drainage in the trenches is irrelevant at that point, isn't no, it? No, I don't know. I don't know. I think I mean because there's ways and means that you can kind of get around. I mean, it, you but... could you could 
trench and put a false floor in. Do you know what I mean? Or you could, you could some you gravel. Could, you could gravel you the know? bottom and then put some pallet in there or something. That would do it. They could have, have, have a soak away. Yeah. That would that would solve it. I love how yeah, we just solve the problem. I'm not suggesting that it has to have. I'm not suggesting it has to have proper drainage and soakaways and stuff like that. But I mean, take heed, all you around the world who are <laughs> planning on digging a trench and playing airsoft in it. Gravel and pallet boards, man. <laughs> so says no, we. I just, I just think you know, a big. I think a lot of trench systems would be better if you got more people into the trench systems, so you're fighting through the trench systems. Whereas I normally see it as you kind of get the kind of maybe more adventurous ten percent of whoever's playing. Mm. Going mm. right, I don't care about the mud. I'm in there. I mean, I've been in the trench systems before. Like uh, Apoc's a really good example of that. Yeah, you know, um, but a lot of players just won't get into it because they don't want to get muddy. They don't really want to get all kind of messed okay, yeah, up. I'll get stuff. that. It's, it's personal preference, and if you don't mind getting your yeah. boots wet up and, you, and you've done your wet and dry drills, and you can get your feet dry. Yeah, the main thing. Oh yes. Or even if you haven't, and you just end up wet. But no. yeah, <laughs> no, it's tough shit. <laughs> oh. Uh, Andy Luckett said Mike can be Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> Thanks. You can, uh, have you still got your jacket from the wedding? I do have my jacket from the wedding. There you go, then you're halfway yeah. there. Just stand there, like, just get the, get the other hat, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, you do like they look Maleficent again. <laughs> oh, that's got worse, isn't it? Um, anyway, uh, Dominic Hawke says Peaky Blind to Zero. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I think like there's, a... there's definitely some sort of, I reckon the Octo or Gunman are going to have to get hold of this because there's definitely a bootlegger. Peaky yeah. Blinder scenario, gangstery sort of thing. We wanted to go on there. Except you can have all these gangsters running around with AKs and M4s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1927. Or was it well, even earlier, actually, in some cases, yeah. just after the First World War, was it 1919 or whatever it was? Yeah. Yeah. Brand new M4. <laughs> just like an M249. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know how I found this. <laughs> exactly. Um, Ray says the Omen conflict would be cool. I don't know too much about that, to be fair. I'm on. That's yeah, more of an explanation as to why I don't know anything about it. Iman conflict. I'm going to have to look this up after the show. Africa, isn't it? Africa. I'm on. I I think. Genuinely don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's one's lost to me a bit. We'll we'll do some research. We'll come back to that one. Um, Yeah, but. I'm on. No, that's not. That's some Northern Ireland. Oh, no, it's not. It's Yemen and Oman. Sorry. Where am I thinking of? I was going to say, I've just Googled Oman, and it's definitely not Northern Ireland. It's people with... Um, am I thinking of something else? It sounds a bit like headwear. it. Probably, yeah. Uh, again, it's me with names. You must know that by now. Oh, here we go. Uh, Rage says, SAS Yemen. and Yemen. Ah. And Amman, yes, and that's the one. Now, that's where... Because um, they've got the gun from... They've got the artillery cannon that matey, the um, Fijian SAS trooper. You've got the VC for it, defending a, a, a ridgeline. There's only about him and like 25 other guys or something. It's about like 2,000. Yemeni oh, okay. fighters come at him. There's the, I think it's actually at the um, uh, Omar. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, so oh. thank you, Paul. That's Wales. That's it, mate. Um, where was I? It's at the uh, hospital at Greenwich. The, the gun you can see the gun, it's at the hospital. Uh, oh, bloody hell, is it the military academy at Greenwich? Mm. Something like that. But that gun's there. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a little howitzer thing. And you can see it there, all the right up and out on it. Yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. Oh, cool. Bloody hell. Mm. Oh, Brick Attack Events has quite helpelfully written, written almost an entire Wikipedia article. Uh, the Dofor Rebellion, known also known as the Dofor War and or the Amani Civil War, was waged from 1963 to 1976 in the province of Dofar against, against the Sultanate of Muscat. This is really hard to read. Muscat of Muscat and Amman. Ah, cool. yes. 
Yes, that's it. On, on, I'm yeah, going to have to do some research on that one. SAS heavily involved with that one. Heavily involved with that one. I think when I, I listen to an audio book, yeah, it's Chris Ryan's audio book, History of the SAS, and he goes into that in quite great detail, actually. Uh, they took a, um, let's take a hilltop uh, in, at night time. And it was a big palace. There was a huge, I think it was a huge compound palace type thing at the top of it. It's never been taken in all the years, all the, all the hundreds of years or centuries that have been st- stood there. No army or foreign force had ever entered these uh, the walls of this huge palace compound type thing. And uh, yeah, we did. Woo! Come cool. on, lads. So, yeah, no, I didn't describe it as the Armani War, the Omani War. Oh, the Armani. <laughs> yeah, we could have. And yeah. yeah. Sort of like that's, an Armani like Gucci, against the, like the Burberry against the Gucci's. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Just dripping in Burberry. <laughs> I've got my Burberry, see? <laughs> um, I've got Burberry, sir. <laughs> the problem in uh, this is October. The, the problem in reality is that people don't want to buy the period kit for just one game, and as you say, turn up with them for exactly that. Yeah, you know, I know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a hard dream, on that front. It? It's a fantasy. So, um. <laughs> Should we do the last question? I know you've got to head off because you've got a work thing. I've got a work meeting, unfortunately, it's not early. Yes, let's do the last question then. Go on, in, Mike. Would you like to? Uh, you like to do the last question? I would if you want to post it to me. Oh, oh you would. I haven't got it. Have I? Ow! <laughs> Ow! But I will reveal the prize. That helps. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to talk about it now, just as a real quick reminder. While I'm oh, a quick reminder. Yeah, well, no, there's no point in doing it now because everyone knows what the last prize is. It's the scope. But uh, obviously, I'll take it out the back out of the box, though, so I can just hold it up. Yeah, there's some words. Use those. Oh, so I've got to read it. Oh, God. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah, sorry. I forgot that we've done that one. Okay. So the final question for uh, the evening is Can you name the reindeer from Father Christmas's special airsoft Christmas story on the Christmas episode? Name the all reindeer. Eight. You need all eight. All eight reindeer for this one, boys and girls. We'll give you a little bit of time. Genuinely, the number of viewers is just quite significantly dropped. Is it really? <laughs> is it really? Because they've all got to watch it. Oh, five people have just left. You're looking for a Christmas story. The <laughs> no-fo Christmas story. Yeah. And in the meantime, the gallery. Um, sorry, I'm just going to dive back to the, the questions as well. Uh, Paul Oswayo said, although I don't want to go full Milsim and get syphilis like Capon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's really taking the... Uh, the... <laughs> Give me an ink and I'll just buy one. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you like it's just said blue ribbon. It's not. I, blue think he, ribbon. I think I think that's twice he's answered blue ribbon now. I think he, <laughs> he answered blue ribbon when you said about the minty tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, didn't know they did a mint version of that. <laughs> no, I think possibly. Uh, Aaron, Danny's Dave, just Dick, given Bob it a go and, and said Aaron, Dave, Dick, Bob, and Jack. No, close, uh, but there's, no. There's eight of them as well, just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, but shit, Dan. That one. <laughs> Um, Paulus Wales, what if no one answers this question? Well, this is the thing, it's open well, this right is now because what will happen is I'll fucking keep it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what will happen. There was another question. We'll just wait. Well, um, oh, another question. 
there were loads of questions there. All loads of them just. Oh, question! I think we another question for the giveaway. I was like, oh, no, 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 you, no. You, no sorry, you could prize them, have you? Because I ain't got another one here. <laughs> yeah, no. Is it one of your bloody hats? Uh, Andy says, "Cry reindeer." Not yet. That's 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 possibly one of them. No, it's that's what they are. They are cry reindeer, but the names. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, yeah, I have got the answers written down in front of me. I didn't even bother to check. Um, <sighs> is there a posted address to send my answer to? Uh, no. <laughs> in short. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. There's, there's some of this that they're beavering away. I know they're beavering. I know away. they're working hard. They're working I'm hard. Waiting for that one list to come up. Boom! There it is. Come on, lads. Don't let us down. All ladies. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to find these questions. The problem with this bit of software is the fact I can't just mark stuff to go back to quickly. Mm, um, mm. Uh, Fred, Randy, Todger, <laughs> sausage. Would you guys no. go to the no, US? Barry, but I. I wish oh, they they were called that. <laughs> oh, hang on! Oh, there we go, so Andy Luckett. Oh, oh, yeah, Andy! We have a winner. Well done, Andy. You have this won. This is all yours, mate. There it is, the Conus Tactical. Beautiful, the AS thirty four two to six times twenty eight scope. There you go. Congratulations. There we go. Congratulations, and well done, everyone, for, for taking part and being bloody good sports. Yeah. So we'll get that boxed up, mate. Get send us your email uh, with an address, and we'll get this sent out to your buddy. No problems at all. Once we'll get this all wrapped so, up. As any birthdays do, it probably has to come to an end. So. Oh, look, we've come no. so far. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. I, so yeah. Have, have you? So have one. you prepared the um the montage for the for the outro with all our I've got some lovely photographs with with some nice heartwarming music to it. No, funnily enough, I haven't. Right, you not. Oh, right, so. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, this this was genuinely one of the most prepared episodes that we've done in, in a little while. Um, it's good fun, isn't it? And I, it's uh, so much I better when make... you prepare stuff. I know, we might have to, might actually have to take this seriously from now on, now that we're a year old. That's, yeah, well, 48. Yeah. Is it episode 48, I think this is? So. It's like kids, yeah. isn't it? There's only so much fucking about you can get away with until you get yeah, to a certain point. <laughs> Gareth says most birthdays end in tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or gin, then tears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Andy, well done. Oh, sick. Thanks, guys. Um, so yeah, for those that have won a prizes, please, please drop us a message because we've got no way of contacting you otherwise. Um, yeah. But just send us a message so you can do so at email. Uh, tell you what, Lance, why don't you give it a go? Hotmail.com. You've taken it away. That's terrible. Hotmail.com. Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo. Facebook is at November Foxtrot Nofo. YouTube is www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash November Foxtrot. Well done. Boom. I was going to see if you could remember it without it being on the screen. No, there's no chance of that happening, mate. No, I don't even know my own name really half the time. Milson Potter says, "Is there a gluten-free version of the prize?" I don't know what prize did he win or something? No, free. <laughs> oh, no, I, I have no idea. Sorry. <laughs> oh, right. So yeah, you know, uh, Andy says 100% roll on the next two years, or no, roll on two years. Yeah, yeah that'd be Definitely, pretty cool. So, thanks everybody. Yeah, yeah. I might be able there. to grow some facial hair in the next year. We'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, thanks everyone for joining us. Obviously, we will be back next week. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, our episode on urban versus woodland preps. Yep. Um, and what yeah. cakes did you have? Oh, look, look, we've still got some questions. A couple of cakes here. I had a Jamaican ginger cake slice, mate, which I've eaten in my little dish. Um, I've had that much of my cinnamon bun, but I'm going to who, go away and reckons, eat it afterwards. Who reckons Mike should eat all of that now, between now and before the end of the show? It's not happening. It's so dry. <laughs> They're good. I it. really like them. Just need to dip it in a pint of water. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, but... you, no, genuinely, the cinnamon buns are amazing. They are good. Um, and the apple turnovers are quite good as well. Mm. Apple turnovers. But are they really are a bit dry, and mm. they're definitely not something to eat on a podcast. So, um, yeah, yeah. Just lip stuffing. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, everyone. We've, like I said, Mike said earlier, we couldn't do this. You know, we, we started doing it for a laugh. You know, it was. <laughs> You're right. Genuinely choking a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, well, you're getting all emotional. <laughs> I was just oh. finished. You okay? Yeah, well, Gareth said, do it, do it. And I was like, okay, I will. And then, I oh, did you really eat it all? No, I didn't eat it all. I just tried to eat it quickly <laughs> oh, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, blimey. Anyway, yes. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, so thanks, everyone. You know, what I mean, we started doing this during the first lockdown as a, a way of sort of staying connected through not being able to go to airsoft sites and that. And it's sort of grown into this sort of cool community, really, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, maybe we won't reach two years. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good. I've I've really enjoyed doing it. You know, I mean, we don't have a huge, huge audience, but I don't care. You know, no. we've got a hundred subscribers on YouTube. That's all I cared about. That's um, exactly. And you know, and we get, it's we just get having... regular guys each week. It's been fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all so. good. Thanks, Paul everybody. said, um, Paul as well, I was really enjoy the show. Listen to it on the way to work. Any thoughts of getting your internet sorted, Mike? I'm on it. I'm trying. I'm having a chat with Virgin later in the week. Yeah, he's in discussions, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's so expensive to get more internet. But anyway, cool. Right, we'll see you next week. See you Have next week, everybody. excellent week, and we shall see you then. Ciao. Ciao for now. We couldn't leave you in suspense. Oh. We've got a secret prize. There's a secret prize at the end of the show. So I'm eating a caramel bar. Stayed... Oh, well done. <laughs> for the people that stayed on, uh, two people get to win this prize. There's two prizes here. So literally, first two people to write swish in the chat get packets of swish set sent to them. That's all you got to do. Just write swish in the chat. You're getting a packet of swish. And I mean like the box, not, not just like a Not just like tube. one packet of swish, because that would be a yeah. really shit gift. <laughs> You get it's a fair few of these bad boys. Oh, look at that. Look at Easter egg at the end. David, you can't have it because you've already won a prize. Yeah, no, sort of, David. I'm so greedy. Harry, Sorry, Harry, you've already won a prize. You've won a prize. I think Harry and David are the only ones here. <laughs> Good will be then. <laughs> Harry and Dave, you've won prizes again. <laughs> Maybe everyone what... else doesn't, doesn't actually want it. <laughs> nah.
I think, I think everybody else is as worried as I was about Swish, and you started peddling it on me. Possibly. But I love David says, but I love the Swish. Yeah, but you won a prize already. There's seven people on the view at the moment, so literally the first two people to write Swish that aren't already prize winners. That aren't Harry or Dave or prize winners. But that being said, if no one says it in the next few minutes, they're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> swish. All you got to write is Swish. Put Swish in the chat. And that's it. I can then go to work. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Oh. All right. David and Harry have won the Swiss. You had long enough. There you go. Congratulations. You wait now. Guys. The two will come in now. No. Give them to Give the, them second, to the place. second places. Well, there we go. That'll be, That'll be fresh meat was first prize, wasn't it? Oh, there oh, we go. Thomas Constable. Swish. Thomas, send us an email. Um, you can, With you can your get, address. You can claim your Swish. Um, no, don't worry, Thomas. You're not late. You've actually just won a prize. So there you go. You've actually, yeah, you've, you've come on and been a, within 30 seconds of being on the stream. You've won yourself a gift. So well done, mate. Congratulations. Yeah. So drop us an email. Um, Harry, you can have the other one because um, I'll give David some anyway when I see him next. Yeah, so right. there you go. Swish for everybody. Swish for all. Just swish, 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 <laughs> swish, 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 swish. Cool. All right. Have an awesome week, gents. And. Uh... And uh, internet is amazing oh, as ever. Internet. And we'll see you all <laughs> soon. See you Cheers, later. guys.